You are listening to the protagonist of the erotic. Produced by Extra Extra. Each episode is dedicated as an act of love to the libidinal ouvre of a living person. Desired object or location that can be visited in the present day. We discover what it means to define and shape sensuality, framed within the dynamic context of modern urban life. Daphna Ayas finds herself surrounded by a cast of endlessly invigorating neighbors. Keats is the Berliner word for a city neighborhood, a relatively small community encompassed by the sprawling city. Originally heralding from Istanbul, but shaped by New York and Shanghai, Daphna is more than at home in unfamiliar places. Sipping steaming mugs of ceremonial grade cacao, she sets off in search of warmth and a touch of erotica, encountering filmmakers and theorists, DJs powering peak of the night climaxes, salacious journalists, and inspiring artists who have found a haven in Berlin. There are Pilates instructors. Kundalini breath coaches, and in the waiting room of the nearby medical practice, run by a pair of twin doctors named Minx, is Vaginal Davis, the internationally revered doyen and performance artist. Against the backdrop of the pandemic and despair-inducing current events, Defner uncovers a radical sensuality. Harboring in enlightening and tender minds. Last year, my Russian ecologista neighbor and I formed a pod with our girls. Not quite the country friend style, but unstable enough. We foraged boletos minus the cyclobin in the DDR forests, tapping into the clandestine GPS pointers closely guarded by families. We did panchakarma together, chucked down the ghee, cardamom milk, and the resin oil, along with vitamin D tinctures to cool off our horns for the Berlin sun. I love that warmth of the rose sesame oil. 
starting with the ankles, moving in towards the core. Long strokes where one can, and circles on joints. Clockwise on the abdomen, gently on the face, fast and circular on the crown. Her anti-Putin but Russophile husband was stationed in Ubud in an oil-drenched parallel Ayurvedic universe during that time. Now that he is back, with a book in his hand that is crammed with everything you want to know about the Big O, she has gone to Dubai waters for good. Living one floor above me is our beloved former ambassador. She escapes the Lisbon winds in favor of her Pieter in Rome and revels in baking cakes in the shape of a lamb in time for Easter. Oma's Gegenrechts is her thing, grandmothers uniting against the rising right wing. Our tantric collector neighbor's home is an empty nest in the meantime. Their golden daughter, Hermione, is off to Hogwarts with her father of palliative inclinations, continuing to perform his five Tibetan immortality rituals daily, and his wife, who herself is in perpetual rebirth. Monarch butterflies, here we come. Another favorite neighbor who released his book on how Jesus was persecuted according to the Roman law that is, is now retired and plays the cello nonstop. As for the former resident, the one and only Berlin film director with his shock of gray hair, thick round of glasses and high-waisted trousers with bracers, known by mortals for his wings of desire over the Berlin skies, I only hung out with him once that is in a dream on a tropical island in Thailand, where Julian Assange joined us too. In real life, we gifted him a Henry Kissinger book on China at a winter holiday dinner, and that was a faux pas, politically, I mean. Berlin has been a neighbor-making twirl since I moved here. I fold all this under an Instagram hashtag, TorSunnysideUp, and work hard on harvesting the best out of this one-block radius existence. This particular hashtag features Polish theater theoreticians with prolific pandemic dating careers, Israeli biologists with Kurdish hot boyfriends, latest gig of this actor was being the ill-hearted vizier in Disney miracle Aladdin, upcyclers with cold bottoms who believe in love but not relationships, further menopausal, underposal afflictions, mostly skilled in linguistic craftsmanship all and only gathered by the thin substance of enlightenment that is coffee. Not mushrooms or ketamine yet, as our copper-hued blondie, ex-Vanity Fair journalists lobbies with FDP. Not a street further to the west or east, but here, in the Skeets. A secret community of like-minded people sharing their intimate secrets, telling stories, inventing fantasies. Let's call it my inauthentic life.
Officially, I've been locked in and also locked down here since 2017. All the cast is touched by the gambling distractions of contemporary art, but are also in eternal escape from it and from it all. Some we are left, those with no privilege, and some to the right with family money or at least security of family. And there is only one who is after a new center. That's Mohammed, who just kissed a bear and liked it. Friends know him as Mo. He is an artist, thinker, an eternal iconoclast known by many on Facebook for his radical thinking about art, life and its institutions. He sings Sevdaliza, adores Kanye, and sees through everyone's fifty shade of grey complicity. He is in love, continuously, chapter after another, with various boys, but there is only one and only girl, a diva with the name Ira, a regal and a very fancy French bulldog. Sadly, he and she recently left our hashtag. This neighborhood lies at the heart of Berlin, where the U.S. peace-fueled Second World War project has yet to wrap up its capitalist pipeline projects. Despite the Widerstand of SPD or of relentless Volksbühne personnel, against the Antifa marked chalk walks, rent control petitions, and the hologramic communities of Schokoladen of post-war East Berlin, Kind of a concession, if one can say, where the lingua franca is liberal English, where the cultural, mostly anarchist or ley lines, are no more. The nearby, now extinct, artist squad empire, Tajeles, is a real estate mafan, a total koshmar, with a photographic retail museum to open very shortly. Perhaps some L train, Brooklyn vibes here and there, a ubiquitous impact investor or a fashion blockchain startup dematerializing decades-old Silicon Valley lingo against the disappearing Schwiebogen candles of the social housing units. And this Berlin neighborhood is built on swamps and on bonded chains, on the deported, discarded, fringed. The joy of discovery here, even with the accompanying recap of ceremonial great cacao, is nowhere near the haunting backstages of newspaper offices and theaters of Istanbul, where I grew up. If I die in Berlin, I know no one will ask about the golden bed that I own, as the lady neighbors did when my dad passed away in Turkey. Such aspirational quota is non-existent in my hashtag zone today. I dream and incubate in my kid's bed these days. No crushes, no long-lost puppy love around. Staring out of the window in Berlin, and I am reminded of the Russian warships and the oil tanks riding on the Bosphorus, with one exploding and shattering my apartment windows when I was six. And now the war is at the door with 60 kilometers of human chains at the borders marching for shelter, we mobilize ourselves towards conflict alchemy in our minds and to the train station in our bodies. When was the last soulful collective dance in this town, I ask myself, at the crack of dawn with a favored mother solstice in the chambers of Berghain of March 2020, beginning of the pandemic? 
Paramida, the one and only permitted as a female DJ at the Panorama Bar, says her work is a healing job. Yep, I believe her. She's a healer. Yeah, it's Friday. We're all hyped and we're very hyped for this DJ. Can everybody please, please, please give it up for Paramita? Artist, curator, publisher A. Bronson, a recent Berlin emigre like myself, known more for his invocation of queer spirits and also involvement with developing collaborative structures for art, artists and social justice projects, more and more with younger generations, that is, he called Berghain the most erotic space of Berlin. Love Letter to Berlin this letter, which I am reading now to you, is from A. A. Bronson, born Michael Timms in Vancouver, Canada, at dawn on June 16, 1946. At the age of seven, I turned away from Christianity to explore other paths. In the 60s, I was a hippie. I founded a commune, an underground newspaper, and a free school. I was a member of the artist group General Idea for 25 years, publisher of File magazine for 18 years, a founder and director of Art Metropole, Toronto, from 1974, an AIDS activist during the war years of the 80s and the 90s, a healer and a master of butt massage for 15 years, for seven years, director of Printed Matter, New York, founder of the New York Art Book Fair in 2006, founder of the L.A. Art Book Fair in 2013, founder of the Institute for Art, Religion, and Social Justice, founder of A.A. Bronson's School for Young Shamans. This letter, which I am reading now to you, is to the city of Berlin and to all of the artists, musicians, writers, and sex workers who make Berlin what it is today, to the students gathered here today, and especially to the students of art and of religion, a special hello to the hipster Jews from Israel and Montreal and Brooklyn, to the queer community, to the mad and disabled, to the refugees and immigrants and expats, to the Turks and the Russians, the Poles and Syrians and Slavs and Arabs, the Iranians and Ukrainians, to those of color, and to all the marginalized communities who find themselves here today. And as well as to the living, I speak to the dead, to the Brothers Grimm, to Bertolt Brecht, to Kurt Weil, to Walter Benjamin, to George Gross, to Lenny Riefenstahl, to Marlene Dietrich, to Helmut Newton, and to Nico, who is buried in the forest at Grunewald, to Frank Wagner, to generations of Prussian witches, beginning with Friedrich Wilhelm's Edict of 1714 and ending with the murder of Barbara's Dunk, the Polish witch, who was strangled and put on the stake on August 21, 1811. To the many Berlin women who became factory workers during World War I and never returned to their homes. 
to the gangs of adolescent van der Flegel or wild boys of the 1920s, William Burroughs' inspiration, to the victims of the Kristallnacht of November 9th and 10th, 1938, to the hundreds of Jews who killed themselves in the early 40s rather than be deported from their beloved Berlin, to Berliners such as Peter Fechter, who was the first to be murdered in the kill zone of the Berlin Wall, to those who lost their lives on what is now Potsdamer Platz, now essentially a cemetery. And let us not forget, every time we walk through Potsdamer Platz, that we walk among the dead. To all those who have been persecuted for their difference and murdered, to those who suffered from abuse as children or adults, to those who committed suicide because of their inability to live fully as who they felt they were, to those who died of HIV and AIDS, to the refugees who never made it to this safe haven of Berlin but died along the way, to the dispossessed, to the abandoned, to all those who have died but cannot leave this place, I invite them to join us here in this invocation of love, for we are a community of the living and the dead. And what is love? I love Berlin, but is that love? I love the Grunewald, but is that love? I love FKK, but is that love? Is it an accident that Art Berlin Contemporary and Anarchist Black Cross are both called ABC Berlin? I think not. And is that love? I love Berlin. I love that there are, in the best of years, three gay pride parades, one for the gays, one for the queers, and one for the mad and disabled. But is that love? I love the Berlin Philharmonic and the Philharmonie. Is that love? I love Bergein and I love Lab, but is that love? I love Berlin. I love Angela Merkel, but is that love? I love Peaches, but is that love? I love Wolfgang Tillmans and Isa Genskin and Willem de Roy, but is that love? I love Berlin. I love Sudblock, but is that love? I love Möbel Öffel especially on Thursdays, but is that love? I love Cotty, but is that love? I love Berlin. I love the hipsters, but is that love? I love the expats and startups and the coffee bars, but is that love? I love that the city is a magnet for those who do not know who they are or what they want. I love that people come to Berlin to discover who they are and what they want, but is that love? Berlin is illuminated by the darkness of its past. Berlin is illuminated by the darkness of its past. Berlin fills me with joy. Berlin fills me with joy. I love you, Berlin. I love you, Berlin. But where is the orgasm? Artist Jengbo fucked plenty of trees during his residency at Gropius Bau. He also offered sun salutations for the anointed few exploring interspecies futures, while The Guardian, the newspaper, kept warning that sex is disappearing from the people's lives. At the same place, as part of her singing sculpture, the violinist and artist Ayumi Paul asked the pandemic-derived children to lie on the floor and listen to the belly of the sun. Recorded out on the abundant tennis courts, her latest recording, Eternal Love, is a bit maybe far out from the hood, but tells much the same story. The erotic 
is an act of just being, with all sense faculties wide open, giving and receiving, rather than composing, she adds. the last time you were aroused in a museum? Definitely not at the Shed or M Plus like Humboldt Forum, a 600 million euro mausoleum. Against all odds and bleeding eyes, doom scrolling, the water finds its way, a Turkish saying, in the online spheres again. How about some fantasy writing and clowning encrypted in the anti-vac channels of Telegram? suggests beloved artist Kira Nova. How about chanting some mantras downloaded from your Aussie Facebook moon tante to see peacocks in your third eye? How about a Hathorian temple initiation along the Nile where you don't really know what's real and virtual anymore? So are the erotic times. Searching for erotica, I end up daily with my brisk walks along the Spree River with rose-water-tinted baklava dissolving in my mouth, a gift from my friend's mom who believes in her immunity-boosting God-fluence in Biblical Aramaic. Then Russia invades and epigenetics come alive again. I tune into the endless variations on Fred Hirsch and his folk songs on the Instagram feed of the famed Russian-German pianist another evasive block radius neighbor. I add some fire breath exercises and limb shake-ups to the mix. I met this green-brown alliance kundalini instructor, a soft-voiced gong seeker at the utopian room, the waiting room of the twin doctors Minx, my local house doctor with holistic tenders serving those who inhabit my neighborhood. Their practice in an Altbau is filled with auditioned out newly dead actors in the midst of Knaus Guardian existential crisis and Turkish babushkas talking out loud their marital problems. Every time I go to the Minx, the room reminisces me of the waiting rooms of TCM doctors in Shanghai, where your health is everyone's health, where your problem is everyone's riddle to solve. It's also the waiting room where one can hear the enchantress artist vaginal Davies' laughters chiming. 
taking inspiration from Angela Davies with her own wild take on punk drag aesthetics, all her life is a rally against occurrence. First in LA, now out of Berlin, and here she is in the waiting room where I can't help but long for her delirious parties at Club Sucker, her notorious riotous punk rock performance club. And also think of her Wicked Pavilion, her latest show nearby, with her charming voice filling the walls of her gallery. White fishnet, very good. White fishnet? Oh, so, that, so that's something that uh, everyone seems to be uh, buying this year. Is, is that the new trend? Actually, no, it's every year. It's the same, same idea. Oh, really? So and this is uh, white fishnet uh, bathing suits or just mesh uh, uh, tank tops or? Tank tops, uh, shimmel tops, uh, beach pants. We have underwear, but I don't know if people are going to wear it that way. <laughs> um, and we have a, a fabric called cracked ice, which is, well, it's very difficult to describe unless you were here to see it. Oh, it's, it's it's hard to describe this this fabric called cracked ice, right. but it's something that's very sexy, of course, and body conscious. <laughs> Have you ever been to these white parties? No, no, I haven't. Well, this will be the first time that I that that, that I've been to them. I'm gonna be leaving uh, Friday in the that's afternoon. Deal, believe me. Well, that that's what I've heard. There's like an estimated thirty thousand people going to be at these uh, events so it definitely qualifies as an event and Absolutely. to an event to cover you know but uh, you don't see any special trend in and 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 fashion wise as far as you know the, the body conscious gay men are going to be wearing this year it's, it's, as long they, as it's fairly transparent <laughs> fairly transparent right. so they sort of stick to the basics of of just body conscious uh High revealing and sexy. Right. You got it. So it's just fairly traditional. And brief, you know. And brief. <laughs> Thongs. Uh-huh. So it is basically fairly traditional. Traditional. Well, a lot of people are going into silver. Oh, yeah. Well, silver goes well with white. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, well, well, thank you so much for your help. And may I ask your name? George. Oh, so you were the owner. Yeah, right. You're George of my George. That's right. <laughs> I've I've always seen your star on Hollywood Boulevard, and I've always you know just loved the displays and all the sexy uh, yeah, mi men's items. He, he, oh, I have come in there before. Oh, okay. That's why I remembered it because uh, um, I'm gonna ca I'm also calling the International Mail and some of those stores in West Hollywood. And I remember when I was a teenager in the 70s, there used to be a store called All Men. Absolutely. And your store really reminded me of that store a lot. Do you ever read uh, Nightlife? Nightlife, no. Uh, it's, the, it's a free gay mag. Oh, no, I've never so seen I've that. Our current ad in there right now reads, uh, if you're old enough to remember Amen, you're young enough to appreciate my joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Because I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm 35, and I remember as a teenager in Santa Monica Boulevard, uh, seeing that All Men star and thinking and, and seeing the ads for it in After Dark magazine. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Bye bye. 
Will we ever be able to embark on radical acts of rewilding like Vaginal? Could there be more chimes like hers in the city of the exiled? I wish. I so wish for and with my operatic princess, my one and only Yukali Aspirante, which she sings so well, who is imagining her next gig on our stage here in our building's canteen. Emily, my friend, is now at the train station welcoming the flux of Ukrainians. So are the times. Yukali, that Berlin-shaped composer, Kurt Weill's song, was the secret anthem of the resistance during the Second World War, in which Wilde imagined a land of desire and hope through his longing for Maria Galante for reciprocal love. I arrived here late. I always arrive here late. The world is yet to arrive, argues the New Age Evangelica, however. It's all a glitch, a goddess adds from our online Sunday morning session. I'm now in temporal disorientation, in utter uncertainty, making lapses in judgment, says another. This is the pandemic standard time, a Twitter account adds, where the distribution of our cognitive abilities are at stake. I'm reminded that our bodies are the only true temples we really have. For where the mind is, connected by one's breath, that is our body there is the treasure, and we shall keep recounting the revelations. These stories are just here to cut through, here in this mortal Berlin locale. Thank you for joining Extra Extra on this listening experience. It's been a pleasure to have welcomed you on a journey through this episode of the protagonist of the erotic. Please visit us at extraextramagazine.com where you can hear more about our auditory program and discover further editorial content exploring the intertwinement of sensuality and the city.